tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. I'm Christina Warren, joined as always by Brett Terpstra and Jeff Severance Gunsel. Huh? Gentlemen, how are you? Good. So, uh, perfect. I'm perfect. So good. Do you want to know? Do you want to so know why? Tired. Why? <laughs> I got my Vivans. Woohoo! Like I, okay. I called in a couple days early just to make sure that it would actually work out this time. And instead of setting the refill date to be like exactly when I was going to run out of Focalin, she just went ahead and made it available on Friday, actually on Thursday, but I didn't pick it up till Friday. And I didn't start it until this morning. We're recording on Saturday. So this is my first day back on Vivance after three weeks of no stimulants and a year since I've been on Vivance. And I'm really happy it's it's treating me well. I'm so happy for you because that was rough for you, like not having anything and having to go through the stimulant withdrawal and having to go off of like the focal in which you enjoy and yeah, um, also like, dealing with the, you know, like the, I guess the fact that the focal in had increased the, the manic episodes. Right. The thing focal in really gives you a jolt of dopamine. And I had really come to rely on uh, having a lot of dopamine. And then going without any stimulants, you have this glut of dopamine and it is to, it leads to some pretty bad depression. Like there's not, I don't have like stimulant withdrawal. Like they're out of my system in 24 hours and there's no like physiological uh, issues with just going off stimulants. But the depression, that'll get you. Do you have to dial in the dosage or do you know from previously using it what works for you? We went right back to the dosage I was on when I had originally switched away from Vivance. And I had gone through like a couple of other like Concerta and stuff like that. But uh, even at, I'm at 60 milligrams, which I'm pretty sure is the max dose. But yeah. even at 60, like Vivance just isn't that effective for me. It is... It's the mildest of all the stimulants I've ever been on. So doing any less than 60 seemed kind of futile. Oh, man, it kicks my ass at 60. I had to go to 20. I'm, I don't use it right now, but I had to go to 20, which was surprised to me. That's because you're weak. Yeah, weak. I, I got, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. No, no. no tell, tell, tell me. Tell me what happened when you were on um, more. Well, two things. One is um, I felt, do you know, I used to describe being over-caffeinated as like uh, I had this feeling of dread that something terrible was happening to somebody I love right at this very moment, right? Like it was this, this like almost metaphysical sort of uh, agitation in the force. That, that coffee gave me 60 milligrams of Vivance gave me that and just made me almost impossible to talk to like i was just so quick to respond even if it wasn't like an agitated response i was just so quick to respond and then i truly went into the like levels of hypertension i was tracking my blood pressure and everything so i was like okay i gotta stop this Oof. <laughs> speaking of hypertension so yes last week we recorded on saturday i had had quite the blow up with my parents in the morning I don't want to officially apologize for being such an asshole last week. Uh, like, I was so negative and so, like, angry and upset. And it, it made for a, a rough episode when I had to listen to it when I was editing. So anyway, sorry about that. I think the only only people who deserve your apology are the Gibb brothers. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> we, the Gibb we'll, brothers, We'll come definitely. back around to that. Um, so... Uh, it then that like I had a I had a pretty good day, pretty relaxed, chill day with my girlfriend. And then at uh midnight, I woke up with my heart pounding. And I actually woke up around eleven with my heart pounding. And I laid there for an hour waiting for it to calm down and be able to fall back asleep. But you know how when you can hear your heart in your ear and yeah. like you can't fall asleep to that and like i tried rolling in every position couldn't fall asleep and then i started to feel my chest tightening um so i was like it, i don't think it's a heart attack it's probably a panic attack but i may need to go to the er uh because i've been awake for two hours now it hasn't slowed at all 
And so I, I got my girlfriend up. We went to the ER, ended up in the emergency room until 6 a.m., uh, getting EKGs and blood work and, and every test imaginable. Uh, nothing came of it, but they were able to eliminate. Basically, they were able to tell me I wasn't dying. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so, so I went home. They discharged me. I went home. And then within a couple hours, the chest pain became abdominal pain, like severe abdominal pain. So then I was back in urgent care and it turned out to be an obstruction and it probably like the whole thing was probably related to the obstruction. Um, got it taken care of. Have you ever, do you know what go lightly is? <laughs> is this for the colonoscopies? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the stuff they gave you before a colonoscopy, and that's what I had to do on it is Sunday. The most dishonestly named product. It really is. So, all so, of medicine. so okay. D does it make you shit your brains out? Yes. Ooh. For okay. hours. Oof. And you like it comes in like a four or like a two four liter jug, and you have to keep pouring eight ounce glasses of it every ten minutes, and you just keep drinking it until you're literally pooping water. And it, and it just, it never ends. And then you're falling asleep and you're, you're like convinced, like if you sneeze, you're going to shit the bed and it, it's not fun. But you know how, <laughs> you know how studies have shown that gut health is tied to mental health? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this complete reset of my gut biome, like ended my depression that I'd been going through. Mm. Because you shit your brains out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and my mind apparently that so the the way i have described that experience i've only done it once but i'm due to do it again because i have to get a colonoscopy some old man did you <laughs> <laughs> i describe it this is so gross i'm sorry but it's like you know you got the, the if, if you get your garden hose has like a sprayer attached to it and you've left it on but you didn't know and you're trying to take the sprayer off and then all of a sudden it just shoots out and then it keeps going. You're like, fuck, I gotta get, I gotta, how do I turn this off? Like, that's what that's like. Yeah. On, only it comes from your butt. Oh uh, man. This, this episode went to, went to, went to the toilet very quickly. <laughs> oh, dad. Yeah. Uh, how are um, you, Christina? Yeah. Christina, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, haven't had to shit my brains out, which is excellent uh and uh yeah um i have some other stuff going on that i can't talk about yet but but th things are fairly good um my mother-in-law had surgery and we were fairly worried about it because um even though she's in her early 80s and it's just a scary thing for people at that age to go under anesthesia but she got through it like a champ so that's that's really good yeah congrats yeah that's great I, I don't look forward to that period of my life where going, because already you get like a weekend like Brett just described, leaves me feeling like, am I just broken already? <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, the vulnerability of being 80 they, and they submitting me. yourself. When I turned 40, they're like, you are going to, your body is going to suddenly fart, start, fart. your body is going <laughs> to suddenly start falling apart. And, and I, it, it, I was in really good health. Uh, when I was 39, I had lost a bunch of weight and, uh, I was active. I was doing yoga three times to four times a week and getting out and hiking and feeling great. And I thought, oh, my forties will be easy, but they were right. My body started falling apart. <laughs> Have fun, Christina. I mean, look, I'm I'm never turning 30, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're safe. <laughs> oh man, you know, I wish I had made that decision and I think it's too late. You don't have to turn 30, but I hate to say it, your body will. <laughs> that's what you think. We'll see. We'll see. That's 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 what you think. Keep in mind the only reason my body is the size that it is is because I had to take human growth hormones. So like there's there's a there's a there's a lot of of delayedness here that I'm just hoping to milk for as long as possible. <laughs> That's just science. All right. So this this story I'm about to tell you is going to lead into my good news at work for the week. But okay, about once a year, I get a bug in and I shave my face clean, like down to the skin, and I immediately hate it especially when i'm heavy uh when when i have extra weight on me being barefaced i look 
you can like see all of my little fat dimples and everything. Right. And uh-huh. I didn't consider when I got this bug last week that the next day I was going to be going for a passport picture. You know, the pictures <laughs> yep. that last for, you 10, have for years. 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I, I did it. I did it. I now have a, a fat, dimply, bare-faced, uh, cherubic-looking uh, passport photo. But the reason I got a passport photo is because Oracle uh, said, hey, do you want to go to, I think it's pronounced KubeCon, uh, like mm-hmm. the Kubernetes conference in Valencia, Spain? And I said, sure, I would love <laughs> to travel to Europe. And... Then I Googled Valencia, Spain, and oh my God, it is so gorgeous. I cannot wait. I hope this trip goes through. That's awesome. I I haven't been to Valencia. I've been to Spain before, but I've never been to uh, Valencia, but I'm very, very excited for you. This is great. And KubeCon is a great event. Yeah, I have a lot to learn about Kubernetes. If I'm going to represent Oracle, I need to not only learn about Oracle's Kubernetes offerings, I have a lot to understand about their general, like I have to man a booth and I have to talk about Oracle's cloud offerings. Look, it, no one's going to be expecting you to really say anything about Oracle's cloud offerings because everyone's just surprised that there is one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's the cla- it's the it's the developer advocate war right in front of me. Oh, let me put on my ref shirt. Hold on, where's my? No, I'm 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 teasing you. I, mean, I love it. I, I'm I'm I'm, compl- I'm completely kidding, but no, you'll be great. But also, like half the time at at booths, I have no idea what I'm talking about. That's good to know. I'm just completely pulling shit out of my ass, so yeah. you'll be completely fine. They they would they would pay to fly me to a gorgeous city in Spain to stand at a booth and not know what I'm talking about. One hundred percent. Huh. Yeah, they just need bodies. Right. Bodies on the ground, boots on the ground. Bodies on the bodies on the ground. They also want somebody who, like, people will be who can at least understand some of what the people at the at the booth are saying to them. Um, and there will be language barriers, which also adds a whole fun dynamic to it. Mm. And um, I um, I just uh, I think you will be fine because you're a smart guy. You will get up on what you need to get up on, and never be afraid of being like, you know what? I'm not sure about that. Let me get your email. I will get back to you. We do have that, a native Spaniard on the team that will be present. Which is wonderful. But, yeah. but the thing is, is that a lot of times that's something like KubeCon, you will more than likely have people from more than just like who speak more than just Spanish. You'll have a lot of Europeans there. Yeah. So so it's one of those things where um, uh, there can be, and I just say this from experience, like there can be lots of language barriers and um, you feel like, or at least I feel like such an asshole American. I'm like, I only speak English and I'm expecting everyone else to have English skills, which most of them do because the rest of the world is better than us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, frankly, <laughs> well, like and um, English ser- serves as kind of like the unofficial, uh, like universal language of, of Europe. It, well, it, yeah. If and, you're going to speak a second language, it's often English. I mean, and th- this is true for most of the world, unfortunately. Like, we are so imperialistic in that regard. Like, mm. we have it's such a small percentage of of the population, like, lives in native English-speaking things. And it is, uh, you know, what I think it is, the, the second largest language. Yeah. Um, and And there are very few places where you can go where you cannot find at least some way to do it. Although Google Translate is your friend. It's very good. Uh, you'll have a native Spaniard there. Uh, you'll meet a lot of cool people, and um, you will learn enough to be able to bullshit at the booth. I guarantee you that. Didn't they add some kind of uh, spoken translator to Siri recently? Yeah, but I mean, Siri's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So you, so Google, Google Translate, one hundred percent. Like, don't even fuck with any of the Apple stuff. Like, I don't, I don't care how much they promise how good it'll be. That will be this. It'll be like using Apple Maps. You will wind up in a ditch, which has happened to me. That's not fair. I use Apple Maps all the time, and I think it's great. Ditch. Uh, you know what? Um, on this English tip, like I, I part of one of the things I do for work is like uh, program evaluation, essentially. But it's like immersive, and so I did this evaluation for like three years of this program that 
was focused on the well-being of social entrepreneurs from around the world. So like, you know, we've all known people who start some organization that does some really good thing and it destroys that person, right? <laughs> and so this was kind of looking at like, is there a way to do really intense social entrepreneur work in different countries in your own country mm -hmm. uh, without turning yourself to ashes in your shoes, right? Like, is that possible? And I, part of my work was to interview around like 60 different people multiple times and, and then write up reports. And we had to really like go through this interesting learning process of like, yeah, okay, everyone here speaks English, but if I want everybody here to be able to understand this report, I've got to use a much simpler version of English than I would otherwise use in writing. And then just a couple of weeks ago on Hacker News, something came up about what's called minimal English. And, oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's so good. And I I wanna I wanna figure out how to sort of incorporate it into what I'm doing, but it's just it literally just focuses on this idea of, you know, universal um English. What is the minimal English and then and then breaks it down by sort of areas of interest. What are the common words you can use? What are the words? You know, it's just mm -hmm. fantastic because like you said, Christina, like it it's at least one way to be less of an asshole American English speaker is to be like, okay, I humbly recognize that the rest of the world has done what I haven't and mastered one or more uh, other languages, right? And now I am going to meet them more than halfway and be sure that I'm thinking about how I communicate, not just taking advantage of the fact that I'm a native English speaker, right? Anyway. Yeah. No, no, I love that. Thank you for bringing that up because I'd read that a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was really good and I had kind of a similar thought. And when I first saw the thing on Hacker News, I, I because I you know, just saw the headline, I was like, oh, I bet this is just some some like bullshit, frankly, of, of uh -huh. people who, who don't want to, uh, you know, like like read or write well. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, no, this is actually really um, interesting and has a really good concept. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, Jeff, how would you like to do your your inaugural sponsor read? Oh, man, I'd love to do that. Hold on. Let me just stretch really quick. <clears throat> a little bit of voice stuff. La, 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 la. Yep. Okay. Awesome. I'm ready. Uh, okay. What do U.S. News, PC Magazine, and Popular Science have in common? They all ranked Simply Safe home security as the best home security of 2021. In fact, U.S. News just named Simply Safe the best home security of 2022 as well. Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, window, and room. It's backed by the best 24 7 professional monitoring in the business ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. With a comprehensive set of sensors and cameras, including the all-new wireless outdoor security camera, you always know what's going on inside and outside of your home. Simply Safe is less than $1 a day, and you can set it up in around 30 minutes, and it's always simple to use. Simply Safe protects over a million homes in the United States alone, and yours should be one of them. There's never a long-term contract, you can even try it for 60 days risk-free to see if you like it. And if you don't, just send it back free of charge. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash overtired. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtired. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash overtired you know what i would i would use that for what it's getting warm here in yeah. minnesota in minneapolis like we're actually about to have several days over 40 degrees in a row even though it started off as negative two this morning uh -huh. wow and i call our house the severance gunsel house of doors we have so many doors both leading inside and out of the house and then internally and what happens every summer because we have a big yard and we spend a lot of time out there just doing whatever is people come and go through every single door in the severance council house of tours and then what happens invariably is you get all snuggled up in bed you're ready to fall asleep and and you or your partner my partner says is the back door locked and you're like oh and you walk downstairs and check and find out that it was. But then you realize <laughs> in the morning that the sliding glass door was not locked, right? 
So anyway, I really need something that can just be like, hey, you're good. Everything's closed and locked. That's what I would that's what I would use it for. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And and I also like the Severance <laughs> Gunsole House of Doors. That's that's good. But I could also imagine I can be like, okay, that could be really frustrating if you have all those doors and you're like, all right, which one's locked? Which one's unlocked? Yes. It's actually the worst. And to any robbers out there, if you come to my house to try a door and it's locked, don't stop there. Like <laughs> just keep going. Work your way around the house. You're gonna find a way in. There's a lot of options. <laughs> many, many points of, of ingress. <laughs> um, so Apple had a an event of something last week. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I actually missed it. I had I had every intention of watching the event live. And then around 11.30, I decided to go run to the co-op, completely forgetting that the event was even coming up. And I got home at 12.30 and I, it had just, it had like slipped my mind and I didn't think about it until about two that day. And this is uh, central time. So uh, noon would have been when it aired my time. Oh, well, but I, I, I jumped on and all of the blogs were quick to tell me everything that I missed. And right, right. You didn't have to like, is, I mean, OK, so and I'm interested from YouTube's perspective. I did watch it live, but there have been, I think, since the whole pandemic and since, you know, all these things are clearly pre-recorded virtual yeah. things. And there's it's less better of a, that way. It's better that way, but there's also a sense where you're like, okay, I don't have to watch this live. Like, if yeah. I know that somebody is is record has pre recorded yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and 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 I and that's obviously how they do it because it's how the production things work, and and I'm sure Apple loves that because they can make it absolutely perfect and and whatnot. Um, and and I've done enough of them uh, now for Microsoft uh, on on our end to to know like we we've done a lot of things live, but we've done a lot of things pre recorded that then air at a certain time. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I know that the impetus for me to be like, yep, I have to be glued in at exactly this time. It's like, just does, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I, but for me, it stopped prior to the pre-recorded things. I was just really, really tired of being like, is this really my, my family? Like, the, right. it's just like, it's like these guys and these, they're just so corny and, and you know it's like just give me the thing and and then i was like well wait i don't have to be here because <laughs> right. i would i would totally organize my day around that shit you know i'd like i'd have all the you know like twitter feeds up and whatever and mm -hmm. get all excited and then there's just a point where i'm like i think i might be carrying too much and in the wrong ways <laughs> so the 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 announcement that Oh, so like all I wanted was a more powerful Mac mini. Like, yep. If you, you had it. asked me, what is your one dream that Apple could announce? I would have said a more powerful Mac mini, one that can handle more than 16 gigs of RAM, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. with, maybe with a max chip. And when I saw the Mac studio announcement, I immediately started specking out my next computer. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, it's, it's a, it's a pro mini. It is. It is. It was so funny because you were actually the person I thought of. And I was like, okay, who is the target for this? I was like, well, obviously <laughs> video editors, you know, that's, that's the, the core component of people they are going after for this. This is a video editor machine, maybe audio editors, whatever, um, that because that the people who will be able to use that workload, um, who are, because uh, people who would otherwise be able to use this sort of GPU and RAM power, in some professional applications, I, I hate to say this, but this is the truth. Like if they're doing machine learning work, they are not using Macs at this point. Yeah, they can't. Right. They can't because the the tooling is not there. It, maybe it'll show up there, but most of them are are using Linux or Windows. And uh, people can can at me on that, but I'm right. Uh, Jeff can uh, attest to that. No, I'm behind uh, you on that one. I was going to make a similar point, but you made it better. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but the other person, that the other group I was thinking of, I was like, this is a Brett Terpstra machine. Yeah. Mm. Like, this is a complete Terpstra machine. Like, I don't know if you would get the Ultra. Yeah, but that's, the, but I'm debating that. Like, I don't think I need 20 cores. I don't I think, think you do either. I think I'd be <laughs> fine with with a max, and I think that max is out at sixty four gigs of RAM, which yep, should be fine for me. I, th I, th I think sixty four gigs. That's what I was thinking. I was like, get sixty four gigs and whatever you know size SSD you want. I two, think that's two your terabytes. Machine. I have learned two terabytes is what I actually need combined with mm -hmm. a Synology and external SSDs. I don't. 
anything more than two terabytes is a waste. So yeah, that actually comes out, I think around three grand for the machine Mm -hmm. you just mentioned. I can afford the five to six grand. It would cost me to max it out, but I just don't know if I can justify the extra couple grand that would take. Well, because if you're not going to use it, like yeah. in my mind, it becomes kind of a thing. Like if you're not actually going to use it, like we... I do some video editing, but honestly, I've done video editing on my M1 Mini, and and for my purposes, I do all right. It takes hours to render something, but yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that even if you do um, that, um, like they're so good at this point because like uh jeff you just got a 16 inch um uh, max book and i have the 14 inch max book and we're going to talk about it uh it is great and it is great in video editing and and this is basically a max book without a screen so i think you'd be great like i don't think you would need an ultra for the video editing you're doing you're not doing 10 streams of 4k footage or 8k footage or whatever the hell they were showing exactly off, and which is <laughs> awesome but yeah, you're not doing that i just so. i needed to hear you say that because i didn't think i did uh, but having having someone, especially someone who already owns a Max and can say, this is all you need, that's that's good to know. You know what pleases me and pisses me off is the thing that I find most attractive about having this computer is similar to what I love most about my new MacBook is that look at how they put two USB-C or maybe it's Thunderbolt yes. ports and a fucking SD card yes. facing you. Yes, like, the front the front and, facing shit. I'm like, oh, and there's clearly Johnny four, Ive has left the building. There's four Thunderbolt ports on the back. But this is what makes people hate Mac users is that uh, like I'm that excited. excited about that. It does definitely reveal <laughs> what a sucker I am. But man, I have the um the iMac Pro, the the last version that they made. Right. And and it's got a lot of good parts, but Jesus Christ, you can't get to them. I spend so much time. I've contemplated putting a mirror. Like near the back. I have a dock. Yeah, I I have to. I I I pass all ports out to a dock, even if it's just. I have a dock too. Well, I don't pass all to. That's a good. Okay, I don't do that. Like I'll put monitors straight in, um, and things like that. And I'd still, but the SD card reader, which I know a dock. I'm just saying, I paid a lot of money for this computer. Yeah. And if I paid that much money for a computer that already has an SD card reader, just put it on the side at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> I, I agree because I have a 2020 iMac and I had a 2017 iMac before that. And I yeah. was actually annoyed with my 2017 iMac because it came out right before the iMac Pro. Oh, yeah. And it was one of those things where I bought it and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? One yeah. of those things. I was yeah. like, I, I would have bought the iMac Pro. Um, and, and, and instead I got, I have, but I have the completely maxed out, like the last Intel Mac, um, I was like the i9 with the, uh, with 128 gigs of RAM and, um, I aftermarket did not pay Apple prices, would not do that. Um, uh, the, the, you know, highest end graphics card, which little did we know that it would be very, very difficult for anyone to get graphics cards. So that was actually a, a good buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and so I've loved that machine, but, um, yes, having to have like fumble around at the back and I've got oh. it on a, on a Vesa, um, I, I got the Vesa model, so I have it on an arm, yeah, which same. then has a whole other thing. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. So I, I, ha- I have a doc, I have, um, um, one of the, uh, Cal, Cal digit, um, docs. Yeah. Yeah, it's I sh- I should have done that because it's like changing a fucking spark plug, just like getting your monitor plugged in or whatever, right? Right. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Now you guys said that Johnny Ive is gone, and now we have these ports. But man, he ain't all the way gone because that's still a kind of a piss poor offering. I feel like they got room to give us a couple more in there, and it can still be pretty. I mean, they do, but like, look, beggars can't be choosers. Yes. We got MagSafe back. We got SD cards. They gave four thunder, you know, four Thunderbolts, as you mentioned, on the the back of, of the studio. I think it's studio. probably the Max for that bus. Wait, wait, but yeah, it is. It and, and on the Ultra, the front ports are also uh, Thunderbolt. But let's be honest, uh, it's beggars who are willing to spend thousands of dollars on a computer can't be choosers, sure. which doesn't sure. have the same logic ring. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. You're, you you are correct. It, it, it's beggars. Who are in this position because of their own bullshit? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal, yeah. Digit, Cal Digit has a Thunderbolt four dog. Is that the one you have? Um, okay, so I have the three one, and then I yeah. have the four on order from B and H. 
And um, and it actually was recently in stock on Amazon, and I should have canceled my B&H order and ordered it on Amazon, but this was the difficult thing. I got it covered by, so at, at work, they give us like a certain amount of money a year. It used to be for health and wellness stuff, so I used to get my Apple Watch paid for, but they've now expanded it so it can be used for office type of things too and for hobbies. So like last year, it paid for my microphone and oh, wow. um this okay. year it paid for um i got a mixing board and i got a bunch of ergotron arms and i got um a uh i, I got that dock but my fear was if i cancel I'd, I'd already got i'd already expensed it and and gotten my refund for it and so i didn't want to go through a thing where like if they did an audit of some sort and they're like oh well you canceled this bna shorter i didn't want to have to like submit a refund claim and then have to resubmit like a new claim that I bought it from Amazon. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. And I, and, and I think that the, the likelihood of anybody actually auditing that is probably non-existent, but for things like that, I didn't want to fuck around. So I will have that one, but instead I have, and they, and I should, I should disclose this. Um, um, Cal Digit sent me four years ago, they sent me the Thunderbolt three dock Mm. Um, in, in exchange for be for being able to use like tweets that I used on their webpage, which I don't even think they ever used. Oh wow, um, that's a hell of if, a deal. If, if, if I liked it, I love that thing. Yeah, awesome. is, that's what is I have. The best it's doc. my favorite doc. And and so I I very happily spent the money on the on the Thunderbolt four one because um and 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 I probably could have finagled a similar situation as I got with the three. <laughs> But I, I would like but, to but, pay you in tweets. I mean, honestly, <laughs> um, I, I probably could have done that. <laughs> exactly. I, I probably could have done that. But and, and I just say this because like, they're not a sponsor. Maybe we can get them as a sponsor um, since all three of us like them. Um, may, that would actually be cool. But uh, this was a situation where I was like, actually, no, I just want to give you my money because yeah. it, it's been that good of a product. Have you guys That's been awesome. to the Mac Studio page on Apple.com? Yes. The like with the scroll. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, it's really good. I was like, how do I see the back of this? And then I just started scrolling, and it spun around, and then it zoomed into it, and then there were splashes and colors, and it yeah. I just ended up on the cosmetics website. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Mac Studio by Micro Dental Laboratories. That's not well. Okay, well, okay, well, well, well. The the funny the funny thing is, is when they said Mac Studio, I was like, okay, because I actually use Mac as my makeup brand, and yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. and I have for for since I was in high school. So, and 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 the uh, foundation that I use is called Studio Fix. Oh my! So God. this is now very funny for me. So, like, honestly, I am a little bit surprised. Now that you mentioned this, this had not occurred to me before. There is a real trademark complaint that i think mac cosmetics could have yeah man I'm like genuinely to, and i'm about to drop a link in the show notes that will show you uh just how similar these products are not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really delightful but we keep talking it'll take me a minute yeah um, no so i mean i mean obviously they're they're completely different you know product wise but like in terms of the name mark oh no like, I'm, I'm with you you know what i mean like yeah like, yeah because studio fix max because because max studio like like mac cosmetics has had that line for for over 20 years guys because again was using it in high school uh and 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 i know i'm always 29 i'm not actually 29 so it's it's been more than it's been more than two decades yeah. um because i've been putting it on my face that long i'm color in three by the way um, <laughs> excellent. Which, which, which shows how pale my skin is because I think the scale starts at one. Oh, and it goes to like it goes how? Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the new Mac Studio teeth are amazing. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brett. I I was trying to go to the Mac Studio website and wound up in the land of dental implants by Micro Dental Laboratories. It's fun. I wonder if they got just generally like a lot more hits uh, over the last week. Oh, I bet they did. <laughs> I bet they did. Everybody's like, wait, wait. I, I I was actually looking for a computer, but now that you mention it, I could use some dental implants. Yeah, Apple pivots. You know, I mean, if Apple had a dentistry, you know that it would be like if I could get because I want to get veneers. If I could yeah. get veneers from Apple, 
Yeah. They would be the best veneers. They would cost so much money. Yeah. They would be the perfect shade of white. Some of those, you get some of those real thin Johnny Ive teeth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, it'd be, it, no, but it, they, they'd be perfect, right? Like they would be, it yeah. would have like, they, they wouldn't be, and, and by perfect, you would be machine. somewhat imperfect. Yeah. They'd yeah. be machined, but they'd be They're, machined exactly to your teeth. They wouldn't exactly. be yes. like, um, you know, because uh, because that that's the the trend is not to have the fake looking perfect ones, but to have like it like them actually capture your real teeth and yeah. then and then do it. And um, I am um, I got fitted for it, and I was going to do it, and then I didn't finish my whitening process to get them as white as I'd wanted them to match to. And then COVID happened, oh, and man. so and so I need to go back and and get get on the train again. It's going to be like like ten grand, but I'm I'm going to do it. Speaking yeah. of expensive designer products that help you live well. Oh, perfect segue. Oh, mm. To be perfectly at ease in comfort and style, Hunter Douglas can help you do just that with their innovative window shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, and control systems so advanced they can be scheduled to automatically adjust to their optimal position throughout the day. Perhaps it's the way the shades diffuse harsh sunlight to cast a beautiful glow across the room, or being able to enjoy the view outside the window while protecting your privacy inside. Maybe it's the superior insulation that the shades provide, keeping you warmer in winter, cooler in summer, and lowering utility bills. Or is it simply that Goldilocks moment when you walk into a room and everything about it just looks and feels right? When you tap into Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology, your shades can be set to automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation morning, noon, and night. Um, I still, I don't have these yet. I still desperately want them. Every time I do this read and every time I look at the products, um, I, I, this is going to happen. When, after I get my Mac Studio... <laughs> it's going to be time to upgrade my my window dressings. So live beautifully with Hunter Douglas, enjoying greater convenience, enhanced style, and increased comfort in your home throughout the day. Visit HunterDouglas.com slash Overtired today for your free Style Get Smarter design guide with fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing your windows. That's HunterDouglas.com slash Overtired for your free design guide. It goes great with designer teeth and mm. and fancy Macs. Yeah. Uh, so, so Jeff, so you just got a 16-inch uh, Macs book. Yes. Yeah. All right. Tell us about it. Well, the most important thing about it is that it's my first laptop since my early 2015 13-inch MacBook Pro. Okay. So, so, so you had like the last good laptop. Yeah, and that, and that's why it's been that long. It's like I've I've had to get laptops for you know colleagues or people that work on my project to use and every time i get them i'm like oh this is the new macbook and i was like oh, this, is, this is terrible and and i thought will i never have what i like again and and primarily like what i like is like girth and ports <laughs> like i don't <laughs> i don't need it or want it to be really 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 skinny um and i totally want to have an sd card reader if i'm gonna spend all that money on a goddamn laptop like that's still right. a thing i still end up needing them um and you need them more than m most people because you're recording things from audio sources you might have like you know footage from a camera like yeah and i'm like a raspberry pi nerd so i'm flashing linux onto some micro yep. sd cards and stuff like that you know um and and the hdmi port and all that stuff the funny thing is even though i knew this was not the case and i haven't even talked about the fact that it's so damn powerful right but like even though i knew it wasn't the case that there was a disk drive in there it has two slots on the bottom that look like they could be johnny ive disk drives and i i was like no way <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, like I, I love the form factor so much. The speakers are amazing. Like I am blown away by the quality of sound that comes out of that thing. Um, granted, I, you know, I'm comparing this to 2015, so I don't really know what's when it got better. Right. Um, um, I have, I have the 14 inch, not the 16 inch and, I, and the 16 inch is definitely better, but everybody, every review I read commented, um, on how good the speakers were. And this includes people who just review laptops for a living. So I uh, think that, that even though I think the last 16 inch MacBook, like the one that Brett has, I think that was good, but I think this is even better. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm truly blown away. I actually throw it up, that whole laptop up on my treadmill and I can just 
go straight off the audio of the laptop, no problem, even for like a TV show with dialogue or whatever else. Uh, and then just like the the display, it's huge. I love it. It's so, so huge. Um, and that's just the outsides. But honestly, like as much as I, I love the insides and the fact that this gave me an excuse to do a totally justified clean install mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than one that I can't fully justify except for mental health reasons. Right. Um, uh, it is it is just a pleasure to handle. And I feel a little silly about that because I recognize that I just spent a lot of money to have a computer whose like strengths I'm describing as it's big and heavy and has ports. And that is what it's like to be a Mac person. <laughs> it is. What it about is. you? What about you? Yeah, no, I've had the similar experience where I'd been rocking. Um, I mean, I have my iMac, which I love, but for you know my laptop purposes, which which was like my main work machine and and stuff like that, it was a 2017 13 inch, and I tried with that thing, you know, but it, I missed my my 2013 15 inch a lot mm. because of the same things you mentioned, yeah. the ports yeah. and HDMI and things like that. Like when I used to travel. Um, back when travel was a thing, it was always one of those things I had to travel with a number of different adapters to use with different projection systems because mm. the display port um, stuff, mini display port, even if the projector has it, sometimes it's finicky and sometimes doesn't work. Yes. So I would have to use like I would have to have multiple USB-C output things like one that would have like an HDMI, one that would have a display port, one that would have, you know, even VGA if I needed it. So yeah. having that HDMI is huge. And actually, ironically, even in our studio um, at, at Microsoft, where I go in, if I'm trying to connect um, a monitor to an external studio um, uh, uh, display, um, they have an adapter on a USB. They have an adapter, basically, that is like a USB-C adapter that they've got on the end of one cable. And for whatever reason, whenever I plug in the, it into a USB-C port on my Mac, it doesn't quite work. Huh. But the HDMI cable works perfectly. Yeah. So Trust there's... That. There, yeah, exactly. There's just because Apple's always done weird things with their. I, I think what it is is that they demand like exacting standards on the display stuff that it it connects to, which I guess is technically correct. But yeah. most other people will allow a little more wiggle room in the spec, which I think is frankly probably a better move. So I know that that's a silly thing, but just no. having that port there is huge, right? Yeah. Um, it's so fast. It's silent. The battery life is really good. Oh God, it's so quiet. Yeah. Now all of us are now on M1 machines, but we're also on Intel machines. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. I have a quick. I have a quick. It's quick like question. having two houses in Minecraft. Sorry. Yeah. Um. On your on your Macs books, how many displays? How many external displays can can they support? Oh, I don't know yet. I think I it's assume. four. Yeah. Is it four? I think it is. Uh, These oh. the Mac Studio can support five displays, which is I have and to a TV. on my M1 Mac Mini, it only dis, it only supports it only one display. One. Uh, I'm able to run two by using a DisplayPort dock through USB C combined with HDMI, um, and it works fine. But it's uh, the the idea of having being able to have multiple displays that's cool. Anyway. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about why we can't just have M1 Max. Why why we can't have nice things? <laughs> okay, here here we go. Here we go. Um, simultaneously support spool native uh, built in up to um, up to three external displays with up to six K resolution and one external display with up to four K resolution on the M1 Max. So three six K screens plus one four K screen at the same time. That's so many Ks. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, the only reason I still need uh, an Intel machine is because of that weird bug in Xcode and WebKit that means I can't compile marked. I can't compile a working version of Mark using uh, uh, an M1 Mac. I can compile it for M1, but it has to be compiled on an Intel chip. If I could get past that bug, I could let go of my Intel Mac. Interesting. Okay. So for me, the, the, the holdup, if I'm being real, is still, and it's gotten better, but it's still not great, is is Docker. Um, so you're talking about, you know, KubeCon. Mm. That stuff is still not great. Um, Docker does finally have, um, and, and, and I've actually been using Rancher as, as opposed to Docker Desktop because 
Docker's going through some some shit right now. Um, uh, they do have ARM builds and they do have things that can run in Rosetta, but there are still Docker um, images that I will find that will not necessarily work because they were not built for, um, you know, ARCH. And um, that can sometimes be a problem. And in virtualization, if you're using, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I think they call it HyperKit, which is like their hypervisor kit, like it, it's pretty good, but there are, are some limitations in terms of what stuff you can do because Rosetta is only working with the, the compatibility stuff only works really on, on, on like the Mac side. So if, if you're like running a Linux distro or, or something or, you know, even like an ARM version of Windows, which was then having to do some sort of compatibility thing on its own, like you can't do that. So it's not even so much that I'm like, oh, I need to run Windows because it's not that. It's like I would like to be able to like do virtualization and run Docker containers and things like that. And, and it is a far better experience to use an Intel machine for that purpose. All right. Mm. I like you can't install any previous versions of most like Python and Ruby, uh, even node, uh, have, you have trouble installing older, older versions on an M1, uh, they just don't compile for the architecture. Uh, so I guess that is, but I have been able to run all of the previous versions I need for testing using Docker. Okay, so so it's worked for you. Okay, that's yeah. good because I've had some instances. It's been and I and and some of it might be fixed, but it's you know it's one of those things where like if you run into a breaking thing at one point, and and then and it and it's kind of a pain in the ass, and you're like, or I could just use my Intel machine. Yeah, that's what you're going to do, and I'm not going to like continue to keep. So think, think my my information could be somewhat out of date even in the last couple of months, but. Uh, that's, there have been still been some challenges with that case. I think that that's the, and I, I predicted this and I, I, I not happy to have been right about that, but I predicted when they did the transition, I was like, I think the, the most difficult part is going to be some of the lower level dev tools that are edge cases that are for understandable reasons, just not on anybody's like well, primary it, it list took, it took a while for like all of the homebrew t- tools to uh mm-hmm. to catch yep. up but by the time like they started developing uh the new or like updating the architecture for homebrew formulas as soon as the uh developer toolkit uh yep. mac minis came out by the time they actually actually released the first m1 mac minis uh, most of that had been, yeah, most, most of it had been taken care of. You can pretty much anything that's on homebrew, you can brew install on an M1 now. Yeah, no, they, they did a great job with that and they got that pretty, um, pretty like fast with that. But, um, but yeah, uh, and that was, that was worked out long before I got my, um, first machine, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, uh, but there still been some issues with some other things, but, um, but <laughs> Sorry, go on. What 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 what, uh, what are you so you said Minecraft? What other things are? No, 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 not Minecraft. But I was saying it's like having too many houses in Minecraft. Oh yeah. Where do I keep all the like iron? Um, no, for me it's so VS Code is still funny for me. Um, uh, with the M1, although it, I've heard it's gotten better, but when I first uh, loaded it up on my M1 Mac Mini, um, which was about two months ago, it was just freezing up on me all the time. And when I look at the and you were using the ARM build? You were using like the the actual Apple Silicon build? So maybe not. I mean, it told me it was running on Rosetta. And Oh, okay. Then you were and, not using the right build. Okay. So I'm using the wrong build. Well, welcome to basics with Jeffy. Um, well, no, well, no, but this is a problem, right? I mean, because they do, they do put it on the website, but I think, and I'm actually going to pass that to the code team to see if they can do a better job of uh, figuring out what version you should be downloading. Well, and I'm wondering, I would have, I would have installed it through homebrew. So I wonder if the, what they have on homebrew is not this. Well, you know what it might be? I think they offer a universal build and the universal build might not do a great job of determining what you need to do. And so you need to actually get the Apple Silicon build. Oh, that makes me so happy because, um, and thank you, uh, that all that's left for me is this really incredible um, software called MaxQDA, which is qualitative data analysis software that I use all the time, unfortunately, um, in my job. And so until that is uh, working right, 
um, which won't be till this summer, apparently. I can't completely let go of my iMac, which I'd actually like to just sell and and put against the cost of the laptop I got, but I gotta wait. <laughs> Christina will probably never have a use case for Max QDA, but she would appreciate that app. It is intensely cool. It's amazing. You basically just dump a bunch of text into it, you know, usually interview transcripts and and there are all of these ways in which you can sort of code what's there and then look across documents. And there's like a lot of software that does that in the academic world. I'm not an academic. Um, and I found this particular developer there in Germany to just be like amazingly user friendly because I'm I'm on this kick, which I won't go into now about making qualitative analysis accessible to anybody, which is currently not the case. It's like, oh, that's so cool. it's sort of protected in that fake academic way where it's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, under, I don't understand three of the 15 words you just said. So this obviously isn't for me, you know, <laughs> but anyway. Right. But I so, that, so, so, so that's and that that's Intel only. Yeah, for the moment. I mean, you can no, it can run on. It has a. It'll. It can run on Rosetta, right? But like, not well. It's. It's just not. It's super buggy. I haven't had any. Like, it has been practically seamless to me. Uh, stuff that has to use Rosetta. Um, I've been really impressed with how well my M1 runs Intel stuff without me having to even notice. Yeah, awesome. and th- and then of course there are a couple of apps that just flat out don't work like um uh, our, our beloved call recorder yeah 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 every once in a while you open something you're like oh oh it's oh, probably okay. stuff that have to get down to like low level audio bridge yeah no 100 percent. and 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 the and ecamm has has said that they will no longer be they will not be bringing it to the um m1 mac because the architecture and things are too different they've already had to do enough like kind of workarounds to even get the intel version to continue to work with the various versions of skype like it's just it's become i think they can get too much money for them yeah totally as and and their their big focus has been on their ecamm live product which is kind of like a mac version of obs yeah, and mm-hmm. and I I don't blame them. That would be I would think a much um, better business model. That's also something they sell monthly. Although I have a grandfathered uh, perpetual license, but that is like a, a a monthly subscription that they sell. Versus, I I can't fault them. I paid for Call Recorder in two thousand seven. I want yeah. to say yeah yeah yeah. It lasted forever, and and <laughs> I got so much use out of it. Like Does, uh... I. Does Doc yeah. Rock actually work for Ecamm now, or does he just love Ecamm Live? I think he works for them now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with the amount he pimps it, he really should be getting paid. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive like, that, that, is, that, that he does work for them now, which is great. Um, uh, I'm glad they have somebody like him working for them. But yeah, that, that's, that's like one of the only ones where I was like saying farewell like in a deep way because... Not that you can't use other tools, and and obviously um, Audio Hijack is awesome, but in terms of of teaching people, like having just a a utility you could point someone towards to be able to record both Mm -hmm. sides of their Skype conversation, there's been nothing better than than Call Recorder. It's perfect. And it can export split tracks right from the built-in tools and everything. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we have about... Uh, we have a few minutes left. Let's hear about uh, Mint Mobile. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Christina, and then we can debate what our closing topic is going to be. <laughs> All right. And then have that be the end. <laughs> just, the <laughs> just the debate. All right. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, well, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. And as the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. And Brett, I know that you've been really happy about your your, your switch to Mint Mobile, right? I added up my savings and I'm saving almost $1,000 this year just on my wireless bill. Um, so that money will absolutely be going towards a Mac studio which is just a way better investment than than wireless. I don't I don't even barely use. That's so great. That's awesome. Uh and uh if if you like Brett are, are looking to save up to like $1000 this year, if you want to buy a Mac Studio with with your savings, um Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month and they do this by going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail and so Mint then 
Mobile then passes those savings on to you. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data that are delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mobile plan, which is great. So you can bring your own phone and you can keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And with Mobile, you can choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you. And then you can stop paying for that data that you never use, which is great because like that's so frustrating. A lot of times you're like, ah, well, I, I really only need this much but I'm, I'm paying for way more and, and you don't have to do that here. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash overtired. That's mintmobile.com slash overtired. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash overtired. All right, so we could... We could quickly revisit the PGs, although I feel like that's that's a pretty long conversation uh, where that path led me. Okay, um, like I I really I dug well, let's into say that. I really let's tried. say that because because you came you came with some good revelations. Update for for people who don't follow the Twitter feed, which is completely fair. Brett did give the BGs a try. I he, even fucking watched Saturday Night Fever to try to understand. We'll get into this. We'll talk. Okay, so he, you really, really tried. Wow, that is that is like you went all out. Effort. Huge A for effort. Um, uh, you know, Saturday Night Fever was based, I think it was, a, was it a Rolling Stone or a Village Voice article? It was one of those. Anyway, um, good try on that. So we, we can save that for, 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 for a future episode. And I'm sorry you didn't like them though. That, that, that was, that was the, the end result, was he, he tried very hard, but still hates Mother's Gib. Um, but I did like Jeff's, I feel like Jeff's uh, gratitude practice for the next week would be a good closing topic. Yeah, I like this. Okay, and I may want to ask some questions more in depth next week, but here's here's what I'm going to, here's I'm going to set it up. I am, I, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm putting all this software onto my new Mac and I'm revisiting uh, apps that I haven't uh, spent time with in a while. Scrivener is a great example. Um, and I'm just feeling so grateful to developers and who make my life better and who seem to anticipate my needs in a way that seems bizarre or maybe my needs are just very common um and i want to spend the week thanking developers and and i'm curious to hear from both of you about the best ways like to thank a developer and i'm especially interested in the sort of divide between like you know, indie and corporate, like VS Code, you know, I would love to thank the people who do, you know, get integration or, or, or wrote that, right, in VS Code as an example, right? Uh, and that's a little less straightforward to me than thanking like Brett Terpstra, right? So anyway, I'm curious to get your thoughts on, on the best way for me to go about uh, thanking developers over the next week, and I'll report back next week. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how you would thank, like, uh, major corporate uh, creators of applications, but those things like the Git integration, there's probably, uh, if, especially if it's an extension, there's probably an individual developer you can find. 100%. Mm -hmm. And there, and, 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 and there's more than likely even a, even a log. Um, yeah. if, if you were to look like in the release notes, sometimes Ooh. it would show what people would be there. Okay. Um, okay. but, um, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for all corporate stuff. I can say, I know like Letting the at code team know, or if you see people who are, if you look through the release notes and you see people who are doing that stuff, if if you want to give them a shout out, like they appreciate that and they track those things. Sure. You know, uh -huh. so, okay. so, so some so some PM somewhere is going to be looking at that stuff and will will more than likely get that to somebody. Yeah. Uh, even if you just wanted to say something on Twitter or or you might even for VS Code's case, you might even be able to to I, I don't know if, if if a PR would be the right thing or if they have, they have a feedback, um, a repo or whatever, that might be a place to to just express okay. thanks okay. Um, and, on GitHub itself. And then but, for indie software, if it's if it's something like I publish that's free but takes donations, the obvious way to say thank you is a, a $5 donation. Um, but for indie stuff like Scrivener that you can get on the Mac App Store, a five-star review and you can mm. you can add a five-star review with every new version that comes out and oh, if you haven't done it recently go add another five-star review it really does help developers okay and and when it, i i gather that it's the five stars that really really matters but if you're 
if, if you're writing something as well, what, what is the thing to emphasize that makes it a valuable, uh, five-star review? Uh, just what it's done for you. Like, uh, a, a lot of times having a specific use case that, you know, I, I needed this app to do this and it really came through for me because yeah. those are the reviews when someone has like a very particular use case and it's not clearly elucidated in the, you know, the, the more info screen, uh, right. to find someone else who has your use case. Uh, it can be like, that's, that'll be what sells you on it. So if you have a particular use case that the software really excelled at, that makes for a great written review. Mm, mm. And, and Christina, when you talk about, I mean, when you talk about things being tracked, right, which is kind of what I was assuming or, or wondering about, cause it's not like, I want to say like, thank you, Microsoft for da 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 da. Right? Like I literally <laughs> want, I want to find that person in there. That's like our people, right. Right. Who's, who's doing this thing. And I want to, I want to. I want to help by saying wonderful work, right? Not that it matters what, what Jeff says, right? No, but it'll like, make them feel good to know that. Yeah. yeah. So, so like sometimes like the, the best thing I say would usually be like, if the, if the program itself has like a, a Twitter handle. So in, in code's cases, it's at code. Um, and I'm actually going to look as soon as we get off this, I'm going to see if I can figure out who's been responsible for, um, the, the Git integration. And, and, and so are you talking about the, the, uh, the, uh, the pull request extension? Or are you talking about the actual just version control integration? Yeah, no, just like it, it comes naturally in it. I yes. didn't have to activate it, you know, and it was just, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, so that might be, I'm not even sure, but that's the sort of thing where, um, sometimes what you can also do, like, a like you can find people who are the bosses on mm -hmm. that stuff. And sometimes say like whoever, you know, your team responsible for this, I really appreciate it. And, and now, they might see it. If you had to guesstimate um, something like VS Code, how many bosses uh, have VS Code in their portfolio? Five or six. Five or six, okay. okay. But I can, a bit, but Chris, Chris Deus, Amanda Silver uh, are going to be the two big people. I'll, I'll get you a list. I happen to know just for this one because I know I know the, the, the this team. Yeah. Um. But um. Uh, but it, it depends. Uh. There there are numbered from people who who do it. I think ultimately it goes up to 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 someone else. But um. I I can again. This is one of the reasons why for a project like that, I know they track things. So if you mention, I just want to you know, kudos you know to the at code team. Yeah. You know, for for this. Yeah. People will see it. Uh, for certain things, like for instance, like Windows Terminal, uh, as an example, I know that team fairly well. And you can see, because again, they do everything in open source, you can see a lot of the people who are doing a lot of the commits okay. and, and right. the PMs who are doing that stuff. So you can find things more easily. For some corporate stuff, it's harder, right? Like I wouldn't know where to start for the office team, right? But I, yeah. I, I, I would probably, again, like start with the handle. Um one thing, though, Whoever's deep in the company still running the paperclip guy. I want to just say, I see you. We see you. Well, <laughs> look, look, they, when I first joined Microsoft, they had like almost a moratorium on even mentioning Clippy's name. Like they were very uh, anti anything bringing up Clippy. And I would like to take a small role in this. It, it, it was other people too, to be very clear, it was not me. Um, but I, I did play a small role in it, I think, in like, basically kind of forcing the the corporate marketing uh, machine to recognize no actually this nostalgia is good you should embrace yeah. it yeah man like like, like people, I love people actually love, exactly people love and miss clippy um yeah. uh and and it, one of the things like people don't know like internally uh because it, it doesn't always come across uh with the you know corporate side although they've been doing a better job is the company has a decent sense of humor about itself like in the, in the, uh, there's a library on campus and they have like a, a hall of fame, you know, of like famous products and things that they show off. And they also have like, um, a shelf of shame. They have like a wall of shame of like failed stuff. Yeah. So they have like the unreleased version of Microsoft Bob two and like the, the, the Ken <laughs> phones and like some awesome. other stuff that just was like complete failures. And I, I don't know, I, I, I can't like. I totally can't see Apple having like Newtons and Pippins on display, you know. <laughs> right, I mean? right, right, right. <laughs> so I, so, so there is like a certain amount of, of of whimsy for that. But I just had an idea, and I want to throw this by both of you. I love this so much that you're wanting to like show this gratitude. 
What if we all make a list in addition to, to thinking with five star reviews or on Twitter or making donations, however else we want to do it? What if we can make a list of stuff we're grateful for? And next week, all three of us yeah. take turns and we share and just give our own shout outs on love this it. podcast to the apps that, that really help us. I feel I like that it. could be a regular corner. I love yeah. it. I love it. We could limit it to like two per person per week and we could stretch it out. <laughs> but next week's going to be straight up Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. I think next week we just do straight up Thanksgiving and then we could make it a regular thing. But yeah, you, are, are you guys into that? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I can share whatever I learned from trying to get my gratitude into the right places. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I can't wait to tell you all about my my discoveries, my revelations as I try to figure out what the fuck is wrong with me that I can't like the, BG, the Bee Gees. <laughs> I feel like it could it'll be it'll be a good portion of the episode, but it'll be much more uplifting than my last attempt to convince everyone that the Bee Gees were not a good band. All right, all right, all right. I look forward, forward to, to it. it. <laughs> all right, hey you guys, get some sleep. Yeah, you get some sleep. Get some sleep. <laughs> See ya. The system is going down now.